Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading The Dirty Sweatpants of the Lost Colony by J.M. Hoover. If you're a long-time listener of the podcast, well, I don't think this book needs any explanation. And if you're a first-time listener, probably best to start with another episode. To the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, my name's Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Dirty Sweatpants of the Lost Colony by J.M. Hoover. What do you think about that? <laughs> How's that sit with you? Seems too good to be true. It does. Longtime listeners of the show will know that Ganesh has quite a torn history stop. with sweatpants. Just stop right there. No, okay. you pick, don't, no. No, don't act, don't feign like you're angry about this. You picked this book to spark sweatpant talk. Listen, this guy blows out his sweatpants, and now we're going to do a whole episode about it. He loves being the star. He it's, does. He likes to. Pre- I never blew anything out. First of all, he, what'd you do? Suck it, it in. It was normal wear and tear. <laughs> it's not normal wear and tear. Sweatpants are it no, normal wear and tear. Not supposed to be thrown away. Sweatpants are many like years old. And one day I happened. All right, this is to let a let a little bit out into it, and you know what? Everyone's done this it. This is ridiculous. Everyone's done it. It's okay. This is a ridiculous way to start the episode. Ganesh uh, is happy to talk about his muddy antique sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is that you feign this sort of, of you're like offended when we talk about it. When you are the one dying to talk about it the most, it is. It's it's always right at the tip okay. of your lips. That's that's not what happened. <laughs> I told a story that something that happened to me that I felt what might interest my two friends. Because it's not something that happens every day. And then you start bringing it up every week. You're like, hey, you're the guy that shits in his pants. And I'm like, <laughs> you're that guy. dude, you normal wear and tear. First of all, I didn't throw them away because I, well, I mean, okay, no, I did throw them away because I shat in them, but I was going to probably throw them away anyway because they were getting a little bit worn out in the seams. And then, you know, your story's falling apart. Well, for, right? for weeks, it was just a blowout. And I was like, oh, maybe he like, comically bent over and ripped them he blew them yeah. out but like no a cartoon. It, it was just a little bit it was just a small imagine out. if this was the okay. first episode you listened to yeah let's <laughs> check out the amazon book club this what, are is they, it. what are they all about this is it this though. this is it well long story short ganesh blew out his drawers and it became a sensation with the fans people everywhere are talking all about it and we actually got a request for this book uh, was there a specific person who requested it, or was it just like the crowd of people in unison chanting for it? Uh, somebody, somebody put this book in our Discord, and now we're going to read it for you. And I hope uh, it gives a little insight into Ganesha's uh, problems. <laughs> before before we uh, hear the synopsis of this book, let me tell you what we do on this podcast. Every week, we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. But before <laughs> we do that, we talk about Ganesha's. Oops. Yeah, we do. We give Ganesh a ribbing, a good old fashioned friendly ribbing. Uh, and then we read a book. We read a free ebook. Uh, we read the first page, 25% mark, 50% mark, 75% mark, and the last page of the book. And then at the end, we have a big laugh and uh, good times with old friends. Yeah, we roast marshmallows. Mm hmm. Uh, so that's that. 
Ganesh, would you like to read the synopsis of this book? No, man, we got some housekeeping to take care of first. Oh, okay. I never know when you want us to talk about stuff. Okay, housekeeping. Remember how I just told you this podcast called the Amazon Book Club? Guess what? That's changing, folks. We're changing the name of the podcast. Probably the not the best way to introduce this idea, but yeah, we are. We're the podcast is going to be changing January to Fem- January twenty twenty one. January first is what I meant to say. Twenty twenty one. We are rebranding. We are no longer going to be called the Amazon Book Club. We're going to be called Ganesh. Can we get a drum roll? Can we get fireworks. Ooh. We get right. symbols. And we got to have the right. children's choir. Ah, there they are. Yep. Those are our kids. We don't take care of them. We're derelict. We're changing the name of the podcast to Let's Stop There. Can you do that with an echo effect? Let's Stop There. Let me, let's, let me get another one out. <clears throat> let's Stop There is the new name of the podcast. You know, it just struck me. Mm. I'll never say the name of the podcast on the show. Because I've never said the name of this one on this show. That's true. In so fact, I'll leave it to you guys, the professionals. I guess I'm really the only person that ever says it. Well, not for long, because I say let's stop there quite a few times an episode. That's true. Shane will stay contributing nothing to the name of the podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's the long and short of it. We're changing it. We have our reasons. First off, Amazon stinks. Don't like being associated with them. And they're suing because- us into oblivion. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos has, keeps uh, picking up the phone and dialing me at 4 a.m. Jeff Bezos has foreclosed on my parents' home. They're homeless now. Crying Jeff. <laughs> little Jeff with two Ds. Little Jeff Bezos. Little bald Jeff. Anyway, yeah, that's it. So we don't, Amazon stinks. People often reach out to us thinking we're somehow related to Amazon. A lot of people tag us asking us how they download ebooks. And it's just like, I don't have the energy for this. We're doing a podcast and I'm running IT for Amazon.com. <laughs> I can't handle all of it. All right. It's a lot of it's a lot of back and forth with old people. Uh, two, we, as you may know from listening to this podcast, we don't really read exclusively free ebooks anymore and haven't for quite a while. So that's out the window. Cause I mean, I feel like after a hundred, we kind of captured the essence. I mean, mostly, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're still going to read those books. Yeah. Kanisha's unfurling a huge mission accomplished banner behind him. Just like George W. Bush <laughs> on the aircraft folks. character. <laughs> we, we did it. We read them all. Well, we never did the biggest free ebook of all time. The Bible. Oh, the Bible. Maybe you know we should what? go out in January style. January 1st, 2021. No, you, no. Y'all can expect the fucking Bible. <laughs> No, here's what we do. The Bible is our last episode of Amazon Book Club. Comes out on December 25th, baby. Oh, that's even better. Last and then <laughs> we wrap it up. We do the Bible. Then we're on to greener pastures, January 1st. I don't think anyone's gonna have to like resubscribe or anything. It's it should just. I hope not. That'll destroy everything. <laughs> we need to figure this out. We can't just. I'm not starting a new RSS feed. Uh, yeah. So. What else? What other reasons do we have? I had a whole litany of reasons to do this, but mainly it's just because we didn't like the name from day one. Yeah. We, uh, someone forced us to use this name, actually. Yeah. It was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> then we, uh, we ran afoul of him, and now he's angry. So, yeah, that's it. Podcast name is changing. You'll still see Amazon Book Club up until the end of the year, but yeah, we are going to be uh, doing a rebrand. And we're still keeping all our old episodes up, so... And you can still expect the same great music. Is that right, folks? Uh, That's right. Morris Reese will still be providing some hot tunes for us. And and, hey, new logo coming from the the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Lindquist. And hopefully some new merch to go along with it. Came up with those the ghastly visage of our three faces. 
That's another positive. You won't have to look at our mugs and the logo anymore. Um, but yeah, that's that. So keep an eye out. Nothing will change on your end, but a lot will change on ours. <laughs> yeah, we have a new like fitness regimen. <laughs> yeah, we've been in like the Chris Pratt Marvel gym uh, <laughs> program trying to get buff for the new rollout, and it hasn't worked. Yeah. Okay. Is that all the housekeeping we had to do? You have anything else nope. in mind? All right. We get any voicemails this week? What's nope. that? Nope. Never. Nope. All right. That's fine. Okay. But well, we were guests on another podcast. Oh, we did have more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we did an interview on another podcast called Podcasts We Listen To, and that'll be out shortly. I don't know when is this episode releasing. Then I can base my my release date for the other one off of this. This episode is unfortunately or fortunately coming out one day after the election on November fourth. No, this is going to sound real tone deaf if we're under like fascist regime. But hey, that's how we roll. Uh, okay, well, podcast we listened to the podcast. We were guests on that podcast. Jeremy Collins was nice enough to interview us. He also runs the Facebook group of the same name, Podcast We Listen To, which is a pretty good resource for people looking for new podcasts. Yeah, but you guys shouldn't do that because you have the only <laughs> podcast you'll ever need. Yeah, now that you found ours, don't listen to any other podcasts except for Let's Stop There coming January 1st, 2021. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Well, obviously, we'll link that on our social whenever that goes up. But, yeah, it was a good conversation. Ganesh, yet again, talking at length about his uh, pants mishaps. I just wanted to get it out of the way and control the narrative. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that's right. Was- sure. Before it could be spun and used against me. See, this is why you don't tell your close friends anything. Especially into a microphone with uh, potentially hundreds or thousands of people listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Well, (laughs) when it's just three of us sitting around a table, you kind of forget, you know, that a lot of people might be listening. Yeah, well, that might might not be the case after this name change, so we'll see. Well, that's all the housekeeping we got, right? Anything else, Ganesh? Anything else you can think of? Nope. Silence. What'd you have for dinner? Oh, me. I had uh, old El Paso tacos left over from yesterday. All right. What about you? Me? Um, uh, <laughs> weren't prepared for this. But, uh, well, I, sir, I didn't question. expect this. Um, I had some roasted carrots and beans and a chicken thigh. Oh, okay. Nice. That's like the kind of thing you would eat 200 years ago. Not like me. I ate a big bowl of chemicals. <laughs> Interesting choice to lead with the carrots. Yeah. Well, they were really good. They were like multicolored carrots. If you if you've ever had that. No, I do orange only. Ganesh, what'd you have for dinner? I love a good purple carrot. What I have? Is that what you call it? I had a nice, sensible pile of Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, so you and me are kind of on the same wavelength tonight. Well, you ate day old tacos. I ate fresh Taco Bell. So not uh, yeah, really fresh. <laughs> Sure. I think it's called Fresca at Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, congrats on your certainly healthy and fresh meal you ate. Wow, much appreciated. <laughs> I could run a mile right now, not break a sweat. Sure. All right. Speaking of uh, big old batch Taco Bell, let's get into your sweatpants, my friend. The dirty sweatpants of the Lost Colony. Wouldn't break her sweat, but definitely would break out of them drawers mm-hmm. all right all right let's just something's gonna be running won't be ganesh though i'll tell you that much okay okay all right settle down, uh-huh. settle yeah. down. All right. okay all right these are the... it's really hard to tell you to stop talking about it when i'm about to literally read dirty sweatpants i'm telling so... you you you're a liar you love talking about it let's hear the synopsis 
What does J.M. Hoover know? The dirty, <laughs> the, the, the dirty's not in the name. Oh yeah, it is. The dirty, the dirty, sweatpants, the dirty sweatpants of the lost Ugh. colony by J.M. Hoover. Any relation? Kelly Graham <laughs> to to who? <laughs> to to um to Herbert or the vacuum guy or or is that the same guy? J. Edgar. No, Herbert Hoover was a president. He didn't make a vacuum. I don't think. Who's J. Edgar Hoover? He was the head of the CIA or whatever. Who cross dressed? And, who, and who's the vacuum cleaner? That's uh, that's um, J. M. Hoover. <laughs> I don't know. Herbie, Herbie Hoover. It's something like Herbert's that. Dad. Mm-hmm. Kelly Graham is just an ordinary grad student slogging through her dead end job sorting maps in Carolina Tech's basement until she finds what might be an antique treasure map. When her greedy boss gets wind of her discovery, she forces Kelly into a treasure hunt with a belligerently handsome PhD student and a goofy jock. Classic. These are my kind of people. You know the type. Uh Uh-huh. Me. Immediately, their snooping stirs up trouble and plunges them into a family feud that spans generations. It's your man, Steve Harvey. With Kelly's job... And life on the line. Can she find the treasure of the lost colony? Where do the sweatpants come in? <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Um, I'm in. It sounds like a, a grand adventure. That's good. We got Shane's buy-in. So I think we're, uh, we're ready to start the episode. Let's, uh, let's jump ahead now to the first page of the Dirty Sweatpants of the Lost Colony by J.M. Hoover. in the uh, twilight of Amazon Book Club reading the dirty sweatpants of the lost colony Ganesh as we go on oh dear we'll remember oh boy we should have like a graduation episode at the end where we graduate oh like a clip episode yeah we should (laughs) a clip show hell yeah finally it's about time we did a clip show you know what y'all y'all if y'all take care of finding the clips I will put it together no problem (laughs) That's not going to happen. <laughs> Let's outsource it to the chat. Let's they, outsource it to listen. They know if you're what out like. there and you've been listening to the Amazon Book Club for a while and you have a section that stands out in your mind. Greatest hits, if you will. Write in. Call in. Or don't, and we won't. Text us. Yeah. 567 309. No fuck. 0357. Do we accept texts? Yeah, we can take texts. Damn, I didn't know that. All right. Well, yeah. Well, let's see. We'll have something special towards the end here. Um, a funeral. Oh, a funeral for Amazon Book Club, and then arising from the ashes like a Wait, phoenix. Let's stop. What there. happens at the end of the Bible? Does everyone go to heaven? There's a big. I party. think it's a funeral. Yeah, it's a funeral for Jesus. Uh, they here's what happens at the end of the Bible. Okay, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is Jesus is hit by a Mercedes Benz in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> caught him looking. <laughs> Uh, Reese Witherspoon then exposes Sarah Michelle Geller as being cruel, having cruel intentions, if you will. And then they get into a car and zoom on down the road to a bittersweet symphony. I never understood that scene because the car was only going like 30 miles an hour. There's no way a human being should be hit by a car in New York City and die. I always think that when I get in Ubers and people are like, put on your seatbelt. I'm like, buddy, we're hitting a max of like 15 miles per hour. I'm going to bump my head. That's the worst that's going to happen. Anyway, 
that's the end of the Bible. We'll get there at the hundredth episode or whatever. <laughs> for, for some reason, I had the a Cruel Intentions special edition DVD. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And there were two alternate endings. Alternate? Does Ryan Phillippe live in any of them? Is there a novelization of Cruel Intentions? There must be. Dude, I'm looking it up right now. One step ahead of you, dude. We've got to get on this. It's a good good flick. I saw it in theaters like two years ago. Where? <laughs> it was someone was screening it around town. I would love to see that in a movie theater. I've seen that movie 80 times and it's always been in my bedroom <laughs> watching HBO at the age of like 14. <laughs> I saw that movie a shit ton of times within like a two year time span and never since. Oh, I didn't know this. It was based on it was the movie was based on a book Is it based on Shakespeare or something. Yeah. No, it's a French novel. I don't yeah. Know. Isn't he French? Liaison. <laughs> dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, let's read dan- that. Dangerous liaisons. Brush up on my French. Uh, yeah. That's good. Let's read that. We're playing fast and loose here on this one. Are you ready to read the dirty sweatpants of something or other? All right. This is uh, the first page of the dirty sweatpants of the lost colony. And this book is dedicated to sugar. Aw, like the spice? Well, I guess sugar's not a spice. I'm, it's capitalized. Sugar. The food group? Sugar. The food group. I, that's, my favorite, that's my favorite food group. The sugar group. Chapter one. When I started grad school, I never imagined it would almost kill me. At least, not literally. I thought that I'd have to work hard, sleep very little, and basically be a peon for a few years. And then get killed in my job. Yeah, that's grad school. As Liz Lemon said right before she tricked someone with amnesia, we're not the worst. Grad students are the worst. Is this written by a girl boss? So I expected to be sitting in a damp and gloomy basement, sorting through hundreds of maps while everyone else was away at fall break. I anticipated possibly being bitten by a brown recluse or crushed by the weight of a thousand cardboard tubes. Ooh, I I would take the tubes. Mm -hmm. I could say that I even relished the white pasty pallor of my skin, the light coating of dust on my clothes and the cobwebs in my hair. Is this person a spider? This is Charlotte's web. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You're stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're stupid. Yeah, I am. How about that? You, How about that? You ain't wrong. Keep it moving, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, don't let me get in your head. This is the whole podcast. I'm supposed to be interrupting it. The smell of old paper and dust bunnies was as familiar as the smell of my childhood, my little ponies. They stink. Do the my little ponies shit? Yeah. They do. They get, they, there's the special edition My Little Ponies at shit. There's a shocking amount of uh, kids' toys that emulate, like, shitting. And I don't understand it. There's, like, babies that, like, make shit. You seen those? Yeah. No? Yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> I was really hanging on that. Y'all never watch the TV? I've seen them. They have those little babies that pee. Little baby pees a lot. What are they called? <laughs> Sir Baby Pees a lot. That's what they call it, I think. Yeah, I remember those. For the child who wanted to take care of another child that was peeing all the time. Weird toy. Yeah. Hey, who doesn't want that? Hey, talk about a cross-branding opportunity. You get a little ganache, a little pair of sweatpants, squeeze it. It almost sells itself. You know, that's actually a pretty good idea. And then we'll talk yeah, off the air. fun of the toy is washing the drawers in the sink. That's 
That's right. As long as I can own the licensing on it uh, and the patent, then uh, I think I think we got ourselves a little business partnership. That's fine. Me and Shane will take 10% off the 10%? Top. You're out of your mind. That leaves you with Finders 80, fee. you fucking jackass. Yeah. <laughs> we made you. It's my likeness. <laughs> hey, it's, if that's, you're my, put, that's, that's my butt. That poop's coming out of not yours. You're going to have to put generic branding on it then. It's just going to be called Podcast Host Baby. <laughs> South Asian podcast host. <laughs> Sorry, messy South Asian podcast host. Little messy caster. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. But like I said before, I didn't think that I would ever be transported from the boredom and drudgery of map sorting and dumped into a very scary and a very real mystery. I had a routine at the beginning. I would get out of my classes, scarf down some food, then head down to the basement of Kelligan Hall to pay the bills. Most of my fellow cartography graduate students had sexy jobs. My God, could you think of a, a bigger waste of time than gra- <laughs> going to grad school for cartography? We got satellites, buddy. We don't need you anymore. Maps are done. I don't know if this makes a difference to you, but this was published in 2013. That makes no difference to me. We knew the whole world. No, then they, too. Didn't, they, they didn't map all of it yet. <laughs> 2013, they were still figuring out East Asia. Well, they had to go back and change all the streets, street names that might have been changed since the last time. That's true. Her job is to just change, update all the new streets. Had sexy jobs making maps for three letter agencies or teaching lab classes to whiny undergrads. Sorry, a memory, a, a memory just hit me. After 9-11, there's... Um, oh. There is a, uh, it's on like the Today Show. So there is a street in Texas named like Anthrax Avenue after the band. <laughs> and apparently when Anthrax started getting mailed around, they had to change it, change the name of the street. And the guy was like, when I named this street, I didn't expect it uh, to be so bad. Yeah. He's like, I just like the rock band. I heard a similar story about uh, Missouri. They had to change uh, Muhammad Atta Boulevard. Pretty rough. <laughs> Do you know that too much, Ganesh? I'm not the. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not the city planner of St. Louis, Missouri. I made the mistake of volunteering to sort through the maps of <laughs> through the maps in Kelligan to clear the way for the department's expansion and the development of a new computer lab. I have to admit that the job paid pretty well for how brainless it was, but it was, in some respects, too much of a good thing. I was having too much fun down there. I was paying them bills, hanging out. Looking at my favorite maps. Getting paper cuts on old maps. Let me just cross out Muhammad Atta Boulevard <laughs> and change that to, let me change that to COVID-19 lane. This will never come back to bite us. <laughs> <laughs> Anthrax Boulevard is a cool name, though. Well, the guy who loved the band Anthrax, he, uh, when he was doing the interview, he's like, I was just going to name it after like my next favorite thing. And he, he's like, it's the beer Corona. Uh-oh. Come on. It's kind of good that, I mean, Corona is really powering through here. Yeah, they're figuring it out. Their sales are up, my friend. That makes they sense. They were way down at the beginning of this. But then Americans are like, I, I love Corona. <laughs> it's the summertime, damn it. It's, it's the summer of Corona, baby. Not for me. I don't drink that shit. No, 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 no. Every day while I was above ground with the living, I would resolve to concentrate on picking a topic for my thesis. But as I headed down the spiral staircase that led to the cartographic catacombs, I would start to slowly check out. I sorted maps like a robot, and it was impossible to focus and concentrate on forming a topic. 
It was also depressing to come up with an idea for a new map when I was surrounded by literally thousands of maps. <laughs> Been there, done that. I had to come up with an idea for a new map. I got to put my put my head, uh, let's put our heads together and come up with a new map. What would Staten Island look like if it was upside down? <laughs> well, that's a good idea for a new map, if I ever heard one. What would it look like if Kansas was actually in Alaska? <laughs> now that's a map. Been there, done that, made a map about it. <laughs> I like that. I like that um, attitude. That's the kind of thing like a sassy wine mom cartographer would have on like on the wall in cursive above their map making desk. Yeah. Been there, done that, made the map. Live, love, laugh, cartograph. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole line of cartography products out there that we don't know about. I went to Onslow County and all I got was this lousy map. Carpe datum. Clearly, I had to make up the make up new puns while I was down there. But like I said, inspiration in other areas was lacking. All of that changed one day last fall. The maps I was sorting were mostly standard issue topographical type maps that were great for utility purposes like hiking and planning, but not so hot for looking at artistically. <laughs> classic, classic map. Just your usual map uses. What's your use case for this map? Well, traveling. <laughs> You know, climbing. Finding my way. I like to know where things are and how to get to them. A large percentage of them were printed recently. A big chunk was from the 1970s. And then here and there, I'd stumble upon a private collection of interesting antique maps that had been donated to the college by alumni. I want to get a lot of these 70s maps. Got big flowers and flares and that weird green color that all the furniture was in the 70s. Everything was called Bell Bottom Lane. <laughs> Flower child, uh, fair, uh, highway. Whenever I hit one of those, it was a treat to sit down and gently ease them out of their tubes, spread them out over the table, then pour over all of the minute, minute, sometimes hand-drawn details. It's spelled the same, okay? It is. We're doing this one word at a time here, folks. He said minute? Don't we always? Is that right? Minute. Minute. Horrible. I apologize. It was close to quitting time, and I was reaching up onto a high shelf to pull down the last orange tube in a series of long, boring conservation maps of Franklin County. It was late, and I was tired and lazy, so I didn't bother to drag over the stepladder. Instead, I balanced on tippy-toe and dangerous. batted at the tube with the tops of my fingers to roll it closer to the end of the shelf. It was, in retrospect, a bad idea, and I guess I wasn't all that surprised when I dislodged the map tube and a pile of crap came crashing down onto my head. Literal crap. Who's crapping up there? Cradled in a crusty pair of sweatpants. I could tell immediately that the wooden box was something noteworthy even as I felt the bump on my head growing. I grabbed my pink plastic glasses from where they had fallen and then stretched toward the box. Oh, this isn't crap. This is just the runoff from someone left a little messy caster up there. <laughs> is that a is that a vintage little messy caster? He still got his uh he still got his cartridge in there. Shooting out little messes. As I reached over to scoot it toward me, my phone chirped and I sat up. It was my roommate, Jane, calling. Jane and I met when we were in high school. I was on the debate team with her boyfriend at the time, Hank, and we met at a celebratory dinner after the team swept regionals. Hank joked that I stole his girlfriend from him. He ended up being right, I guess, because now I live with Jane and Hank is long gone. (laughs) Sucker. They say. Debate this. And he'll never find me because I control the maps. (laughs) 
How long we've we been reading for? You think it's been a little bit? Um, I don't know. It feels like hours. I think. Well, we've been doing this show for like three years. <laughs> yeah, so, so certainly like uh, over a hundred episodes. Right. So we're like well over probably 120 hours. Let's stop there. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, I like the prose of this book. Oh, it's well written. It, yeah. No. Yeah. It is. It's, it, it's It's definitely well written. Uh, I'm actually shocked at how well written it is, just based on the name and the cover. Cover looks like shit, JM. Your writing deserves a better cover. Just throwing it out there. I'll do it for you. Well, we know a guy. Couple hundo. We can get a new cover for you in six to eight months. Yeah, okay, great. I'm happy with this. I mean, I'm curious what just fell on her head. I guess we're not going to know. Oh, you want me to keep going? I mean, I don't know. It has been a while. No. No, okay. Shane says no. Let's jump ahead. We'll find out in the next uh, page when we jump now to the 25% mark of the dirty sweatpants of the Lost Colony. on that poor woman's head down in the old cartography basement uh maybe we'll find out now the 25 percent mark of the dirty sweatpants of the lost colony this is chapter 10 whoa uh that's a lot of chapters too many wait you could buy this in paperback sorry i just have the i happen to have the amazon open. yeah for 10 bucks maybe we should buy it yeah we should support the author well actually no i did pay for it i paid three dollars for it oh it's free on kindle unlimited well we don't have that why not wouldn't that be yeah, a valuable we, tool for this show? No, it costs money. <laughs> yeah, well, we have money. So? We have, we have, all right, I'm, you're not getting it, so I'm going I'm to stop arguing. <laughs> this seems like a pretty easy connection to make, but it's uh, fine. Oh, oh, you're saying to use our, our money. You want to give some late. money to Amazon every month. Well, you're buying the book. For access to free books. You just bought this book from Amazon. For $3. This logic's falling apart. All right, let's... No, no. I ran a quick analysis in my head, and it's not worth it. (laughs) You sound like you're tired of this joke yourself. (laughs) Let's Let's go. Let's let's go. It's chapter Uh, 10, all right? We left Elizabeth City at about 9 a.m. on Friday morning, and it took about an hour and a half to drive to Manio, North Carolina. Oh, Shout out to okay. the Outer Banks for all the fans in the Outer Banks that are listening. Uh, okay. When it came right down to it, we still don't know each other very well, so it wasn't exactly a road trip atmosphere. I drove and I spent the time trying to wrap my head around the around my temporary expulsion. What? Damn, this is times like these. I wish we read all the pages in between and trying to stay positive. It was a weird sensation to be off the academic grid. I had gone rogue. Even though I was putting up a tough front, I was still very concerned. (laughs) I was making dangerous maps. (laughs) They had to stop me. Nobody should see these maps. Too bad. Besides, the boys and Dr. Cannibal. Um, Dr. Cannibal. And the boys? And his boys. Together? My God. Or as he calls them, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. That's good. <laughs> Only Jane had heard the dirt on what had happened. She agreed with Mike that it all seemed a little too convenient to be unrelated incidents and also offered to break Dr. Marcel's kneecaps. Jane, why don't you tell us what happened? I'm interested. We checked into a generic extended stay motel. 
Since it was the farthest from the water, it was the cheapest option available. Then we got back into the car and headed over to the Carolina Estates Auctions Brick and Mortar location in Nags Head across the sound from Manio. Is the Lost Colony here Roanoke? Yes. I didn't realize that it was actually that. I thought it was some other Lost Colony. But, you know, how many are there? It was located in an old brick building. There was no signage out front, but we cross-checked the address online, so we were confident that we were in the right place. As we approached the door, we could see a small brass placard that advised that they were worked by appointment only. We decided to send Paul in to see what we could find out. He was a natural-born showman and had a way of getting people to open up. Sounds like somebody I know. All too soon, he was back on the street. No dice, he shrugged. They must have remembered your phone call because they clammed up after I told them where I was from. I tried to make an appointment, but they brushed me off. It's not what a grad student would sound like, but that's what I'm going with. It's fine. Why not? A lot of dumbasses in grad school. It's our little world. You think people in grad school are smart? Who pays to go back to school again? (laughs) No, no. That's exactly right. (laughs) Mike needed to be fed, so we crossed a divided highway to a local sandwich shop. He wolfed his 12-inch sub down before I'd even made a dent in my freaking sandwich, then got up and ordered another. Would love to hear more about what's on that sandwich. Sweet moves, Mike. Forget about the rest of this book. I want to know what kind of 12-inch sub he's, he's wolfing down. He's not a chewer. No, he's a swallower. A few seconds later, after he got up, Paul said... I'm relieved we got two rooms. I bet Mike snores. Mike's about to blow out the bathroom. <laughs> You're relieved we got two rooms because uh, me and my sandwich are going to need some space. Well, don't be too relieved. You're still sleeping with Mike. This doesn't have to be a boys against girls kind of situation. In this day and age, it's perfectly acceptable for colleagues to share co-ed quarters. Oh, smooth. I raised my eyebrows at him. Don't worry. I can keep it professional. Don't worry. I'm just going to curl up in the bathtub and run the water all night long. (laughs) It's the only way I can fall asleep. I'm a sea bass. (laughs) (laughs) I ignored the comment and I focused my attention on my lunch. When we got to the hotel, I would make it clear that we were absolutely keeping this boy-girl kind of situation. Boys, girls, and sea bass. Three rooms. (laughs) You've been under a lot of stress lately with this project. Hey, what do you say? You, me, bottle of wine, and a blanket on the beach. We could get six-foot sub, little ham, turkey, provolone, mayonnaise, pickles, lettuce. We could get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, no, thank you, I said with an eye roll. Me thinks the lady protests too much. <laughs> oh, beautiful. He chided. I like this guy. I think you're so full of shit that you don't have enough room to finish that sandwich. <laughs> you dare me? I countered. I stood up just as Mike returned with more food. I'm going to take a walk. I'll meet you back at the hotel. Only interested in big eaters. The big boys. Yeah, for sure. That's why we're friends. Three big eaters. Boys with a healthy appetite. I miss eating dinner with my boys. If we had a soundboard, we should put that on it. What? I miss eating dinner with my boys? I miss eating dinner with my boys. (laughs) I miss watching my boys chow down on some burgers. I always felt safe because Ganesh would always come through with a napkin. (laughs) No way. I disagree. 
I had to get up and get my own paper towels. He always many brought times. me my napkin, but I guess I, I specified yeah. that in my contract. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I, I got no such, uh, accommodations at the Ganesh household. I was wiping my, wiping my face with my shirt. <laughs> I think my agent had a talking to with him. I was like, you got to provide this guy some napkins. I'm a wiper. I'm going to take a walk. I'll meet you back at the hotel. I snarled as Mike sat down bewildered. I stomped off through the restaurant and out the front door. I found the nearest public beach access and clomped across the wooden bridge over to the dunes to get down to the sand. I will now return to the sea from where (laughs) I came. Goodbye. I took off my socks and sneakers, left them next to the steps, and walked down to the beach. I wasn't thinking about Paul's idiotic overtures. I was just enjoying the sea, air, and had the chance to get out of Elizabeth City and relax. Now that I was technically unemployed in a college dropout, I had plenty of free time to think about things. The beaches in Mania were wide and gorgeous, with thousands of vivid shells and inviting waves. The air was too chilly to consider taking a swim. But plenty of people were out strolling on the beach with their dogs or fishing. Walking helped me clear my head. And even though I didn't necessarily feel better about my problems, I did feel like I could focus on the immediate challenges I had in front of me. How do I map this big body of water? (laughs) If I start here and walk north, I bet I could come up with a nice map. I walked all the way out to the pier, which was deceptively far away, then headed back to go get settled in my hotel room, which I would be enjoying alone. Thank you very much. My wandering took over an hour, so when I saw the note on my shoes, I assumed it was an apology from Paul for his forward behavior at lunch. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a note that said, I got another 12-incher for you. Come to room 205. The scrap of paper was nondescript and had been torn out of an ordinary spiral notebook. The scrawl on it was unfamiliar but easy to read. It commanded, Leave. In bold Sharpie. I'd only been in town for a few hours and I was already being followed and getting threatening notes? That doesn't sound like Southern hospitality to me. Great! The note was in the shoe? Yeah, weird shit. Stinky. (laughs) God. (laughs) Let's stop there. (laughs) Okay. Well. Wish, uh... (laughs) I, here's when we start this new podcast. Let's get rid of this part where we don't read pages in between. What do you mean? Because I wish I knew what happened. Let's just read the whole book. What? Let's read more. I wish I knew what happened in between. <laughs> if we read the I'll dude, we'll be here for days. We'll just read short books. The guy who has to read responds, "What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what? My God. Uh, well, I wonder what happened." She's uh, been kicked out of cartography school. Now mm-hmm. she's on some sort of mission with a bunch of perverts to North Carolina, presumably to the lost colony of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Still waiting to hear about these dirty sweatpants, but. And scrawled in shit on a tree, it said, Croatoan. Yeah. Maybe. And under that, it said, turn left on Highway 4 to get to Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> you're 10 miles away from south of the border Uh, all right let's jump ahead to the 50 percent mark of the dirty sweatpants of the lost colony
go. 50% mark. The dirty sweatpants of the lost colony. Can you take it away? This is chapter 18. Once we were back at the hotel, I wearily went to my room to decompress and left the boys to go to theirs. Paul offered to protect me overnight, but I was more concerned that he'd try to help me relax. So I sent him on his way. Eight chapters later, and we're still in the hotel dealing with pervert Paul. Oh, you're going to hate this. The car chase had shaken me, but beyond Ah! that, I I was tired of living out of a suitcase. Fuck this podcast. I want to read these pages. We always miss the good stuff. All right. God, the car chase. We're just reading all these scenes about her relaxing in her hotel room and we're skipping all the parts where she's like getting kicked out of school and in car chases. <laughs> now she's, she's just thinking about room service. So I don't know if y'all have ever been down to the Outer Banks, but I don't know how you can have a car chase. There's like one road. There's just like one long road that goes all the way down the island. It was a golf cart. She was in a golf cart and it was zipping <laughs> around the greens. That's what happened. She was at a pirate themed miniature golf. <laughs> <laughs> that's what all of coastal North Carolina is. It's just a series of pirate themed miniature golf courses. Uh, don't forget the dinosaur themed miniature golf courses. Are there are a lot of like Kitty Hawk things, old planes. Yeah, they have a whole, um, they have a, a memorial where. For who? Well, the Wright brothers? <laughs> the, the Wright brothers where they had their first flight. Oh, and you said memorial. I thought you meant like where he died. Yeah. That seems more like. Well, a, that's the, where he died, but it's also his first flight. Did he die yeah, in an airplane? His first and last flight. <laughs> The first successful flight crashed right into a skyscraper. This is just triggering a, a memory. I almost said a memory, a memory in my brain from an early podcast we recorded. And I think Shane wondered when the Wright brothers were up in the sky and they had to tinkle or, or poo poo. What yeah, did they, they do? Just, they just let her rip, dude. <laughs> they wore diapers. You think? If I was a Wright brother and I was the only human on earth that had mastered flight, I'd be dropping mad shits on people below me all the time. What are you going to do? You're going to come get me? You can't get me. I'm the only guy that can do this. <laughs> you can't find me. I'm gone at the wind. <laughs> Courtesy of Wilbur Wright. Plop. Oh, that Wilbur. God damn it, Wilbur. He invented that flying machine and all he does is poop on us from the sky. <laughs> See you later, suckers. The hotel room didn't offer much in the way of entertainment, and I felt like we weren't making much progress toward finding the treasure. I sat down in the generic hotel desk and whipped out the complimentary notepad to list some ideas. All right, so it's a tre- it's a treasure hunt. That's a that's something we didn't know. All right, good. I knew it. Good time to be a cartography student. Oh, Shane's read this before. Oh, it's in the synopsis. <laughs> I don't listen to that. I did today. I was trying to be respectful. Thank you. I'm not a jerk. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's why I'd be shitting on people from the sky. I wouldn't even tell anybody else how to do airplanes, too. I'd be like, this is my secret technology. I'm the sky shitter. (laughs) What's that? You want to drop bombs on people? No, no. Uh, I'm the only guy who can do this. I've got my own bombs. Biological warfare, courtesy of Wilbur. Got some mustard gas for you. French's. French's. Spicy brown, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, gray poupons you know what i'm saying all right um oh boy okay <laughs> this, this podcast is in need of a refresh the rebrand is welcome after this mess i sat down at the generic hotel desk and whipped out the complimentary notepad to list some ideas about what we had learned and what it all meant but i all i could think about was the fact that someone had tried to kill us today 
I didn't feel safe in the hotel room. Who knew how many people had access to the keys? The still-life prints of sand dollars and starfish looked tacky over the beachy bedspreads. The furniture was worn. I wanted to go home to my messy room where I felt safe. You're at the fucking beach, dude. Yeah, you get what you pay for, all right? Go stay at the Hilton if you want some good accommodations. Save it for Yelp. This hotel sucked. Uh, the decorations were awful, and I was chased in a car and tried to be killed. Instead, I did what most people would do when they're homesick and called me mum. Mummy. She was cleaning up after dinner, and she filled me in on what my sisters were up to, the latest scoop on our favorite reality TV show, and other comforting details of everyday life for someone not immersed in a treasure hunt. Well, your sisters, yep, no treasure hunt for them. They just uh, ate dinner. I'm cleaning it up, and... They're real happy for you. <laughs> They're real excited about your treasure hunt, sweetie. I told her about how pretty the Outer Banks were and how great the project was going. No point getting her all worried up over nothing. So I'm guessing she found a treasure map. That's what fell on her head in the first page, right? That's my guess. What do you, is, do you agree with me? Does that sound plausible to you? Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. All right. All right. Good. When I hung up the phone, I felt a bit better, but my thoughts were still too disorganized to get down on paper. So I flopped on the bed, started flipping through the channels. My phone buzzed with a text message. It was from Mike. I laughed. He was texting me from one room over. Needy. Mike says, Bored. Paul is humming the 1812 overture. Annoying douche. How are you? Me. Also bored. Homesick. Mike. Word. Sorry. <laughs> cool. I like Mike. Me. It's okay. What do you guys do over there? Mike. Paul reads pretentious books when he's here. I listen to my iPod and I try to finish my thousand homeworks. My thousand homeworks. Is it? Is this? Is this formatted as if you're reading like a text message train? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Can you do the little um, text noises? Oh yeah. Tapping on a keyboard. No, 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 no. Like bloop, bloop. Oh bloop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, bloop. got it. Me. Is it bad? Sorry, I don't want you to flunk out. Mike. It's okay. More fun than being at CIT. Lol. <laughs> Me. <laughs> ha. Yay. We are at the beach. Get out there. Yeah, we are. Mike, so dot, dot, dot. Did you listen to the CD I made you? LOL. LMAO. Me, Obvi, all the time. Why you think Jane knew all the track numbers? Mike, haha, smiley face. Because she's so smart? Me, I know, right? She our genius. <laughs> LOL. Are you horny? Mike, do you want to go down to the beach for a while? Me, spring break, girls gone wild, let go. Mike, beat me in the hall in 53 seconds. This is the same grad student? Uh, was that a cute exchange or not? Nah? I mean, it was unexpected, but I guess it was unexpected. I thought she was a little bit smarter than that, but hey, she's up for some fun, if you know what I'm saying. I put my hoodie on her for my pajamas, slipped my feet into my Uggs. Ugh. Oh. Poor taste. I'm really getting a good. Outside. I'm getting a good view of good a picture, a mental picture of this character now. Who wears Uggs at the beach? Jessica Simpson. Am I picturing in my head what Uggs are correctly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess I am. So if you're not, then that's your problem. Uh, it's a plastic jug that they cut the top off of. I don't think that's, that's right. Perfect exactly. for the beach because it's waterproof mm -hmm. up to your ankles. I think you guys need to Google Uggs. No, I think that's right. Mike Grant. <clears throat> that was more like 78 seconds. I'm on metric time, I explained as we walked down to the elevator. We had to walk a few blocks down to the nearest public beach access because we were in such a cheap hotel. 
I thought it was a motel. Who's to say, really? The narrator? Well, she just said hotel. So there you go. But earlier she said motel. Which one is it? Well, she's stupid, clearly, based off that last text exchange. <laughs> Motels don't really have hallways. All right. That's true. Okay. You're right. It sounds like a hotel to me. The island is not very wide, though, so it didn't take us too long to get there. It was chilly out with a nice beachy breeze. It felt so good to be out of the stifling hotel room and doing something normal that I was practically skipping. New rule, I said to Mike. No talking about the lost colonists tonight. Aw, but I wanna. Those colonists can just ask for directions. Mike chuckled. Not funny. They can stay lost for all I care. These people were massacred. Or they, um... Correctly, by the way. Or they assimilated. They assimilated in with well, some, the natives. Some of them did. No, they all did. There's new... I don't there's think... Been, there's been new breakthroughs within the last couple years. There are people that have the genetic... Uh, yeah, the genetic... What's the word? Evidence of, like, I guess, them, yeah, assimilating. But also... Who knows? You don't know. You're going to tell me you know what happened in the Lost Colony? I'm just saying. I yeah, read, a, right. I, I read a, a, a nice piece about it. <laughs> in the Atlantic? It might have been. In Ranger Rick. <laughs> it was in Big Backyard. I was reading Highlights Magazine at the doctor's Nat office. Geo Jr. Tonight, we're just normal people at the beach. We walked through a little woodsy area with a rickety bridge that went over a swamp. I was thankful I was here in the fall because in summer the mosquitoes would have been fierce. There, watch out. There may be gators around there. No, no, no. In the Carolinas? I don't think so. No, there's no, dude. Yes, there are. You're out here. Yes, not there in are. the Outer Banks, bro. Nah. I, there are gators in South Carolina. I guess they're in North Carolina. We're in North Carolina, sir. I think they go up that high. All they got is that that fine taffy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Saltwater taffy. And more fudge than you can shake a stick at. Yeah, you know something about that. You ever been down to the fudgery? <laughs> quit Buy one me. pound, get one pound free? <laughs> don't tell me about the fudgery. He makes a pit stop there every, every morning. <laughs> about to head to the fudgery, babe. I'll be right back. <laughs> I need to learn some more embarrassing shit about y'all. How do I not know anything? <laughs> I mean, maybe the answer is that we've never done anything as embarrassing as you. <laughs> oh, that, you know can't, most of it. that can't be true. You know pretty much most of the, the things about us, I feel like. I mean, I shit my pants once when I was a child. Ah, aha. Oh, I as a child. I didn't do it as an adult. Okay. Let's see. What's something embarrassing I've done? Hmm. I mean, I've thrown up in public. That's embarrassing to me, but I don't think that's unusual for a person. You've thrown up in my car. Yeah. Many I times. Have, I don't have any shame about that at all. That's not embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you were a little rough over speed bumps. I gotta say. You were yeah. making us all throw up. Kanish was so excited to get to Taco Bell, he'd hit those speed bumps at 60 <laughs> miles an hour. We'd probably projectile vomiting out the window. You shouldn't put a speed bump literally right before a Taco Bell. <laughs> That's an insane thing to do. That's why they did yeah, it. That is true. That's why they did it. Protect the community. The fine people of Bremo Road in Richmond, Virginia. Just have teenagers shoot and vomit out the windows all up and down the street. <laughs> How many times you thrown up in that Taco Bell parking lot? Oh, I think only twice. <laughs> that's, that's still that's a lot that's for a sure. Pretty decent amount. That's and a lot. And then um, I remember Austin puking in Ganesha's car at a uh, on like Riverside Drive. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I did throw up in your car about three times. I don't think I ever did it in the car. I think I always got the door open. No, one time, one time in that Taco Bell, you tried to get that door open and you splattered all over the door. <laughs> well. Third time's a charm. And then you're like, sorry. <laughs> well, what do you want me to say? 
I was sorry. <laughs> what made it so it was all was it the four locos? Yeah, I was clearly drunk. <laughs> You're drunk and then we would smoke a blunt on the way there. Well, you can't say that stuff on the back. What? Just bleep it out. Hey, caramba. That's incriminating. Uh, okay, yeah, you've never said anything like that on this podcast. You're right. <clears throat> there wasn't a whole lot else to do. <laughs> You're telling me. I was there. I lived it. I'd love to crack open a Four mm-hmm. loco though. Hey, don't you have one from like 10 years ago? Yeah, but I'm not going to drink it. That's poison now. <laughs> yeah. They still make them, right? Just caffeine-free? Maybe I'll grab one of those for Halloween. Oh, sorry. This is coming out after the election. Uh, I'll grab one of these for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they can still okay. Under the bridge, <laughs> yada yada, yada bing bang yeah. boom. We were we strolled without pausing across the two lane highway that was the main drag of the town. It was late and traffic was non existent. We crossed the boardwalk over the dunes and walked down to the beach. The advantage of wearing boots at the beach that she is wearing boots. Fucking psycho behavior. The advantage of wearing boots at the beach is that they are too tall to let in sand. I was thankful I didn't have to take them off. I didn't want any more little anonymous notes. I wondered if we were being watched, but then I relaxed. I knew Mike was like a big Labrador retriever, all bulk, no bite. But from a distance, his huge Sam Squatch frame was probably intimidating. The beach was real dark, but once your eyes adjusted, you see the moonlight. Oh, the moonlight that bounced off the water was enough to see by beautiful. Mike chivalrously sacrificed his jacket for us to sit on and we plumped down on the beach. I noticed that he was wearing another CIT sweatshirt and pajama pants that had big polar bears all over him. What is CIT? The Cartography Institute? Of Technology? Yep. Nice pants, I said sincerely. Same to you. He he said, gesturing at my flannel Wonder Woman ones. I have some Batman PJs like that. We should get them together and make them fight. I said stupidly, these are grad students. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, now let's get our PJs together and rub them around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Also, Wonder Woman doesn't fight Batman. He chuckled. That sounded dirty. I laughed too. Hey, hey look. He whispered and pointed a flashlight a few yards off. It's a sniper trained on us. <laughs> <laughs> you got a red dot on your forehead. <laughs> As he shined the flashlight, oh, in the sand, a cute little crab was shuffling around doing crabby things. Oh, let's eat it. As he shined the flashlight around, we could see at least 15 more of them. (gasps) Get the fuck out of here. They're everywhere. We're surrounded, I whispered in mock horror. Mike switched off the flashlight and lay down on the sand. If you feel a pinch, you'll know it wasn't from me. So, Mike... Tell me a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid of crabs. I'm really sandy. I got a big heart and small feet. Got a cow's heart, lady. (laughs) Got a cow's heart in my body. I got six months to live. The doctors were just trying something new, they said. My old heart was good. (laughs) Just wanted to give it a shot. So what are you doing when you're not hunting the abandoned sweatpants of the lost colony? Finally. I asked as I scooted around to face him. Well, I'm in school. In a bunch of your classes. He deadpanned. I pretended to cringe. I was on intramural football, lacrosse, and ultimate and basketball teams. 
I lived in the dorms with my roommate Jimmy, who I've known since we went to governor's school together. Um, what else? Do you have any siblings? I prodded. I have. He laughed. <laughs> I, I have. I do believe I have siblings. Four older sisters. Fascinating. Oh, that explains so much. About how epic and manly I am. <laughs> the voice is very good for this guy. Something like that. Okay, now for the big question. How old are you? I'm 43. <laughs> 21. Ooh. He said seriously. Old enough to drink. For real? Let's get some four locos. For real. Dang. This explains a lot about your inability to hold your liquor. I said, and we were quiet for a while. <laughs> Fell flat, huh? <laughs> He's like, um, uh, um, uh, uh, must be the cow's heart. <laughs> what do you do when you're not Indiana Jones in it up? Mike asked. I spend a lot of time in basements. I hang out with my roommate and her boyfriend, and we do dramatic interpretations of Star Trek episodes while drinking sake. I look at pictures of cats in costumes on the internet. This sounds just like Austin. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's me. I look at cats in costumes and I drink sake and I love Star Trek. I danced to dubstep and hip hop by guys like Iceberg, DJ Linus McSausage Dog, and <laughs> MC Spanky Pantleg. Wow. This book's good. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I heard those on um, Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. That's, all, that's where I get all my new music. Once a year, I tune into Dick Clark New Year's Rockin' Eve, and I write down in my notepad all the new music. And that's what I listen to for the year. <laughs> Underground Jewish rap. Nice. Do you have any siblings? <laughs> I didn't really get that vibe, but okay. Underground Jewish rap. You know, DJ Linus McSausage dog, dog. <laughs> kind of weird. That doesn't sound kosher to me. To one younger sister who's getting married soon and an older sister who's a nutritionist for famous people. After a long pause, he asked, How old are you? I hesitated. Uh, four. Uh, <laughs> I'm maybe. Uh, I'll be 26 next month. Ooh, a cougar. Really? You don't seem that old. He said as I glared at him. We sat in awkward silence for a few beats. One last question. Yes? He leaned toward me. Will you marry me? <laughs> I ain't got long to live with this cow's heart. And I need somebody to leave my, my, my home to. Ma says a bride will break the curse of the cow's heart. <laughs> he leaned toward me, lowering his voice in an octave, and he asked, Have you been skinny dipping? What? You're going to go skinny dipping in the ocean? Damn. Taking a dip. Feeling free. Well, let's stop there. No, what? We got Do they go skinny dipping? Can you just tell us that much? No. Okay. Reminds me of summer of 07 with Ganesh here. Hey, you guys were naked all the time together. Are we skinny dipped <laughs> together. We took a yeah, we took a moonlight dip. Dip. Yeah. And you guys uh swapped blood in a ritual under the full moon. <laughs> yeah, we danced the- around a fire. Yeah, huh? that's right. That's where our sixth friend, Joe, he died. You sacrificed him. <laughs> Well, when, is, when is your time? It's your time. Yeah. Well, hey, that's uh, sounds like something sexy's brewing in the midst of this uh, dramatic treasure hunt. Let's hope uh, 
So if something good happens in the next page, <laughs> I'm losing steam. What percentage are we on? This is going to be 75. 75%. All right. We're almost going to go there right now. Okay, this is 75% mark of the dirty sweatpants of the lost colony. I gotta say, before we go any further, I really, really love this book. <laughs> it is, it's, it, I, I like the way it's written. I'll say that much. I wish I knew more about the plot, but yeah, it is, it's written in a fun way. It is fun. It's very good. J.M. Hoover, we may have to dip back into J.M.'s catalog here in the new year. I guess you could say it's damn good. <laughs> you good? Hoover damn. Ah, that's a thinker. That's for everyone out there. Uh, other damn lovers, the dammers. This is chapter 24. It was still pitch black outside when my alarm went off and I felt like I hadn't slept at all. I tried to turn off the alarm on the dang standard issue hotel room clock radio, but I was too discombobulated to do it right. So it kept ringing and ringing like my phone. It would stop for a moment and then start up again. Gotta call the dang Hardy Boys to turn my alarm clock off. Should have done a wake-up call. That's the best part about a hotel. Get somebody to call you and wake you up. That's the best part of a hotel? Yeah, when I was a kid, we had a family reunion, and we had like a big hotel for like our family. And my uncle recruited me into a prank where we set up 5 a.m. wake-up calls for all of my family. <laughs> we would sneak into their hotel room, and I would distract him while my uncle would call down to the lobby and be like, can you wake me up at five in the morning tomorrow <laughs> that's a pretty good prank that's it was a, pretty, that's a, it was pretty that's funny. A classic uncle prank it was a good prank for sure i'm gonna remember that one it was good yeah my great uncle got woken up like that that's the last time i ever saw him he died <laughs> not even kidding <laughs> but was he alive for the wake-up call he was alive for the wake-up call but who's to say that may have contributed to the decline <laughs> Too early. (laughs) Too early for him. Confused the medicine schedule, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, that's a fun trick. I sat up in bed and I looked at it. It was 4.30 a.m. That's weird. And then I noticed in my foggy state that my phone was actually ringing. A wake up call. Hello. I grunted. Were you asleep? Roderick asked. That's a terrifying voice. Roderick? No. I lied, as good manners dictate you must. No, I was up at 4.30. I didn't want him to think I was the kind of lazy bum who'd be asleep in the middle of the night. I was doing my chores. All right, good. We got a problem. Can you come down to the police station? I hesitated, unsure if I should wake the guys. On the one hand, it was half past ridiculous o'clock, but on the other hand, I had just vowed to not go do stupid things by myself. I texted both of them my whereabouts and the time just in case. A hotel's kind of comforting in the middle of the night. Because everything is business as usual. Lots of unnatural light, perky people at the front desk, and the smell of chlorine in the lobby are all very familiar. I agree. They've got a pool. I like that. There's a pool? Yeah, let's go take another dip. I took the elevator to the parking garage. That's weird. There's no parking garages in the outer banks. And gave thanks for how secure everything was. (laughs) You seem seem to fancy yourself a real expert on the layout of the outer banks. (laughs) Ganesha is writing a travel guide to the Outer Banks. 
No gators and no parking garages. This is rule number one and two. Those are both true. Oh, that's actually that's not. There is a parking garage, but oh, here well, we go. It's no, not, I don't know what to believe. It's not where they're liar. at. It's all the way on the other side of the island in Duck, and it's not really a true parking garage per se. It's a parking structure. It's a little bit smaller than what I would call a garage. <laughs> yeah, this is really stupid. It's more of an, <laughs> it's more of an alcove. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna do the wrap it up sign to you this time. You know what? You wrap it up. I'd love to. Let's keep this thing moving. Let me find my place. <laughs> it's the part where they said parking garage. And gave thanks for how secure everything was. Being up about up and about in the middle of the night had always felt unnatural and dangerous to me. The good news was that I was driving to a police station. I pulled in and parked <laughs> and just walked right on in. Roderick and Vincent were bickering in the waiting room next to some drunken teenagers and a mean-looking redneck guy with a skull tattooed on his neck. Mm, white supremacist. Why don't you tell him your real name? Roderick was hit, hissing at Vincent like a ventriloquist. <laughs> Weird. I never think of ventriloquists as hissing particularly. When people hear Vincent, they think I'm Italian. Vincent mumbled. Okay, number one, it's obvious that you're not Italian. Man, you're black. And number two... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a sh- shocking line. <laughs> uh Man, you're black. And number two, who would name their child Califin? How do you even spell that? Roderick practically shouted. Yeah, Will, what kind of name would you have made up? I don't know, like uh, Brian. I got, you know, how about just Brian? Why do you need a new name? I asked, and they looked up at me surprised. Clearly, they had been too caught up in their weird argument to notice that I was there. My name's Brian. One of the drunk teenagers leaned over and slurred. Dude, no, it's not, ma'am. His name is Greg. His partner in crime revealed. I glared at Brian Greg and drunk teen number two, and then I looked at Roderick and Vincent sternly. Why the hell did you call me? It's four in the frickin' morning and people are calling me ma'am. Straight up Brown is in jail, Vincent said. Yeah, the police think he stole your car. Well, huh? I can't keep up. Who are these people? Go with the flow. All right. I don't know, dude. I'm going with the flow. I'm copacetic. We all have the same amount of information here? Yeah, not enough. Well, shit, I said, and I got up to talk to the cop at the desk. He was tall and thin like a bean pole, with a short haircut that reminded me of a Marine. He was stretched out like a cat in the sun with his feet up at the desk, and he was regarding the early morning scene with a lazy look of ownership. Sounds sexy. Officer bean poles on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the Outer Banks cop calendar, July, Officer Beanpole, in his little uh, thong. His badge said that his name was Officer Faust. Hi, I greeted him warmly. There seems to have been a misunderstanding. Yeah, I get that all the time, honey. You're going to have to pay the fine for your drunk kids now, or they're just going to sweat out in the drunk tank overnight. Sir, I'm 26. I looked at him with my jaw hanging open. I felt like steam would start shooting out of my ears. My name is not Honey. It is Kelly Parker Graham. And those are obviously not my children. Pig. Pig, you fucking pig. (laughs) Fucking stupid jackbooted thug bitch. (laughs) Fascist fucking pig. I'm busy here. What do you need? He barked. I 
reported my car stolen last week and it has come to my attention that you have made an arrest in the case. We have, he nodded. I would like to see the suspect. Ma'am, this is an open investigation. Unless you witness the person stealing your car, which is not revealed in the report, it is not helpful to us at all to have you gawking at our suspect. We traced the anonymous tip that led us to your car, and the guy who called in is a known auto thief. We brought him in. Case closed. He tattled on himself? Not very likely, but nobody's ever accused the Outer Banks police of being geniuses. This ma'am business was starting to get on my last nerve. I was clearly still a miss. I wasn't about to let this jerk talk me out of the station. Let me get this straight, I said in my best TV lawyer rebuttal voice. You expect me to believe that, that the guy who stole my car, drove it out of state, drove it back, then called you up, to tell you where to find it? That's not theft. That's not theft. That's an errand. He stood up to face me and he jabbed his finger in my face. Now, Ma'am, I have public drunkenness citations to hand out. Now get out of my office. Now you listen good. This is my station and I will conduct my investigation as I say fit. He shouted. Well, I looked at him coolly and then I unleashed a secret weapon only possessed by women of the South. A gun. Taste lead, pig. I don't like your tone, Officer Faust. That is not how you speak to a lady. I am calling my daddy, and he is not going to be pleased to hear about this. Who's your daddy? I whipped my phone out like a gun from a holster and started to dial as the cops struggled to remember my name and puzzle out who my father was. In a small southern town, there are plenty of daddies who could make your life hell. <laughs> the hell daddies. Coming to get you. If there's one, if there's uh, one match for the boys, it's the daddies. They'll spank those boys good. Wait. He hedged. I arched an eyebrow at him and <laughs> just way. the threat of any vague daddy was enough to. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I know some powerful daddies around these parts, and I ain't willing to mess with them. I'm not getting my ass kicked by another daddy. <laughs> I can't have more daddies coming into my station, making me look like a fool. I'll let you see him. <laughs> Hold on, man. Let's not get the daddies involved. <laughs> we certainly we can work something out here without bringing the daddies into this. Ma'am, it's 5 a.m. You don't wake daddy. Don't wake daddy. <laughs> if there's one lesson I've learned in my years is you do not wake daddy, man. Roderick and Vincent have been watching the whole thing like a tennis match, but they stayed put and let me sort it out for the time being. Officer Faust led me down the hall to a row of tiny cells and gestured to straight up Brown, who was wearing a loose fitting orange jumpsuit. Straight up brown is somebody's name? Yes. They don't give you a jumpsuit when you're in a fucking holding cell. And you would know. You're, you're probably familiar with the holding cells of the Outer Banks. <laughs> all right. All right. So down. <laughs> Going in your travel book. Officer, there must be a mistake. I know this man. There is no way he could have taken my car. I was with him at the time of the theft. I rolled my eyes like I was talking to a moron and started to walk off. I dramatically stopped at the end of the hall, looked at him disparagingly, and pointedly took out my phone while making meaningful eye contact. I saw him mutter, shit, inaudibly, and then he loudly proclaimed, okay, straight up, you got lucky this time. 
and begrudgingly unlocked the cell to let him out. I strode out to the waiting room, make it made an okay sign to Bert and Ernie, but kept walking. I unlocked my loaner and got in. I fastened my seatbelt, then heard a knock on the door, on the window. It was Officer Faust. Oh, what seems to be the problem, Officer? I said. Straight up, you would have been on death row if it weren't for that daddy. Hey, you're, uh, you're that girl who's trying to find that buried treasure, he stated. Yeah, uh, that's me. Uh, yeah, I nodded, it, even though it wasn't even a question. Uh, wild goose chase, he declared. You need to draw that. It is bad business when tourists get into trouble. Uh, is that a threat? I narrowed my eyes at him. I was tired, crabby. I was no longer able to tolerate his bad attitude. It's a promise. I need my fourth meal. <laughs> you think Taco Bell's still open? Not a threat, just a fact. You need to get out of town, he growled. Now, why would I do that? I don't know who told you who I am or how you're involved in all this, but you should know that I'm close to finding the treasure, and I am not going to leave until I find it. And I do not take orders from small town cops. I like big town cops. Uh, let's stop there. Mm, well, I th- hope she finds it. I think she will. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, that's when we uh, jump to the last page mm-hmm. of the dirty sweatpants of the Lost Colony. Okie dokie. Here we are. This is uh, the thrilling conclusion of J.M. Hoover's the dirty sweatpants of the last colony lost colony uh, sooner or later. I'll know it. I walked in the days down the hall and out the door to the steps where I had fled. When we started this whole mess, I was joined by my team who sat down on either side of me. It felt weird to be done searching, but even weirder that it had concluded like <laughs> this. We just, did we wow. just miss that? We just missed it in the movies. When people find treasure, they're normally overjoyed. Then again, in the movies, when people find treasure, they get to keep it. Oh, did the cops take it? Did the daddies take it? We wouldn't get a cut of this or any of the monetary compensation. It belonged to the colonists and was found by Henry Dare and willed to Rachel Hirsch, who sold it fair and... Wait, I'm sorry. Hmm? Are the colonists still alive? <laughs> the colonists are living? Henry Dare? Virginia Dare. That's one of the people who was lost in the mm-hmm. Roanoke Colony. That's also na- the okay. name of one of the main roads in the Outer Banks, the Virginia Dare Trail. Wow. <laughs> also known Jesus as Christ. Beach Road. Wow. Congratulations. Maybe you should find a new vacation spot. See, that's why they have to have cartographers, because it has different names. They change the names. It's all coming together. Now it was just a question of a room full of lawyers agreeing on a prize, and then the academic community would converge on all of it and study it to death. Really wish I could know what was in there. Maybe they'll say it in the next couple of paragraphs. Oh, this is you talking? Probably sweatpants. I sighed. It was so anticlimactic. The only thing I got was a smashed car and a homework assignment. Oh, what about a new boyfriend, huh? Mark? It's my Superman pants. And they were whatever. Batman. It was Batman, too. I'm wrong about everything. I feel like we should just throw a party or something. Mike said. This is great news, but I feel like it's not being celebrated at all. Oh, don't worry, Paul assured us. 
This is going to lead to a ton of events, ribbon cutting, unveilings, exhibit opening, prepare to drink a lot of champagne. Social to-dos, my favorite reward. Really? I said, brightening. And they're going to write a book to cash in on this. It's a non-fiction critical expose of the RCMA and the story of our daring expedition and a fiction beach read that will be turned into a blockbuster summer movie. And I am going to be played by Simon Baker. Hey, uh, uh, an unpopular podcast is just right beneath blockbuster. (laughs) This is a, this is almost a blockbuster movie version of this. The mentalist. I laughed. (laughs) Nice try. More like the guy who played the nerd who invented Facebook. (laughs) That'd be way better. Jesse Eisenberg's a bigger star by a lot. He's Lex Luthor and the guy who does magic in that movie with Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Who would play me? Mike laughed. This is our job. We're supposed to be doing this. Actually, this is great. They can knock this out and we don't have to do it. Maybe Joshua Jackson. Who? Whoa. From Dawson's Creek. I trailed off. From conspiracy theory. From little fires everywhere. Where? Mike said, genuinely confused. Oh my God, you are such a baby. I scowled and socked him in the arm. We all laughed and thought about how great all those parties were going to be. I've decided I'm going to commemorate this by getting a tramp stamp that says Croatoan. I joked. Uh, Disrespectful. You should make it say Crow and kind of trail off. Mike suggested. That sounds very sexy, Paul leered. It was a joke, dude. Ease up. Kanish, are there any uh, tattoo parlors down in the Outer Banks you'd recommend for this for this job? Yeah, I would recommend uh, Dirty Mike's Fish Shack. You got the Magic 8-Ball. You got Booty Treats down there. Uh, well, those are the only ones I've been to. Okay. Yeah, you get a tattoo every time you're down there, right? Yeah, of Crow and Toen, <laughs> just in different places. He's like an old sailor. They're all over him. Oh, there's a uh, very short epilogue like there usually is at the end of a movie where they they play like, you know, they show someone's picture and then it says like what happened to them. What happened? All right. Someone's going to put a little bit of, you know, montage music in the background here. Paul's prediction about the parties, the ribbing cuttings, and now the book all came to pass. I ended up taking Mike to my sister's wedding as a friend. Oh, Mike. And we had an amazing time. Paul didn't mind too much since he's working so closely with the tiny doctor at the Museum of History. Excuse me? Uh, That's right. The tiny doctor at the Museum of History. That's correct. Uh, And the uh, the best part. The best part. A few months after everything has settled down, I pulled a thin envelope out of the mailbox that was addressed to Queenie Graham. It was a check for 250000 And the memo line simply said, finder's fee. You can write a check for that much? That's a lot of money. It's got to be certified, I'd imagine. I don't think I want that in the mail. And that's what the else? End. Any more updates? That's the end? That's the end well, we missed a lot of good stuff and got a lot of weird stuff. But it was fun. It was a fun book. I like the way it was written. I would read more J.M. Hoover in the future. Yeah, it was really good. I'd recommend it to friends and family. It's going to be a good stock, uh, stocking stuffer. And it's free, so you can just print it out on loose leaf. It's not free. If you have an Amazon whatever account which i do you wait you have one you've had one this whole time yeah buddy all right okay oh what 
Sorry to break that news to you right here, right as we're about to change the podcast from Amazon Book Club to Let's Stop There. But I've had an Amazon uh, Unlimited account for this whole time. That's upsetting. Never used it. I actually think I canceled it, but I did have one at one point. That was good. That was fun. We don't even have to cast it because they just did it. Well, who would play Who would play her? Uh, she's 26, huh? Okay. Reese Witherspoon from Cruel Intentions. Oh, that's great. And then Mike would be Ryan Phillippe from Cruel Intentions. And then Paul would be Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions. <laughs> yeah. And then the cop, hot cop string bean. That is uh Ryan Styles. <laughs> yeah, that's actually it. It's Ryan Styles. Not from Cruel Intentions, just from the Drew Carey show. Uh okay. That's it. Are you happy with that? I loved it. We satisfied? I love this book. I would read it again. I would even go back and read the parts that I missed. That'll be the next episode. We'll do the parts we missed, and then you can just piece it together on your own. Uh, what a great quality product we're putting out. That's it. Just a reminder, again, first of the year, we're switching. We're going to be Let's Stop There. Amazon Book Club is dead. Long live Let's Stop There. Uh, but we got a few more episodes left mm-hmm. under this name. Yep. So until then, you can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, oh, I forgot to thank Morris Reese for the music, Chris Linguist for the artwork. Uh, you can give us a freaking phone call, 567 309 0357. Sounds right. I think I got it. Call that number, leave us a voicemail. Any complaints you may have about upcoming changes to the podcast, air them to us and we'll play them on the show. I think that's it, right? That's all I got. That's the end. Have a great life. Good luck, everybody, depending on what happened in the election yesterday. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs>